and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast. We're glad you are with us this day. We're live in the 1.30 p.m. Eastern hour as we are each Monday through Thursday. Holidays notwithstanding. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna work through this one Juneteenth. And I have a uh, I have an idea for the future because uh, this this Juneteenth thing, I can dig it. It's 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 a good it's a good deal here. That's fine. Uh, commemorating when people in Texas yeah. who apparently were subject to what was, you know, a nineteenth century version of a news blackout, okay, <laughs> were not were not hip to the fact that Abe Lincoln in eighteen sixty three, in the middle of the Civil War, uh, issued the emancipation proclamation or as uh, you and i know at the ep what <laughs> also okay. known by some people is there goes the neighborhood yeah uh and of course that just didn't instantly end the war it didn't end slavery as well but you get the point it's a, a kind of a kind of an important speech in american history it's it's fifth behind four by trump okay it's in fifth place. Okay. Yeah. Including yeah. the snake always at number two. Now, the snake is really the I best. Don't think the Trump Proclam- I don't think it actually was a speech. It wasn't the Gettysburg address, but you no. get the point. You get no, the he point. signed it. It was uh, like New Year's right. Day of eight of eighteen sixty-three. He signs the thing. Right. Huge public ceremony. Used to be in this country for many, many years. It was a tradition. You could go to the White House and if you were hygienically okay and you didn't have any advertisement on you could go and shake the hand of the president and that was one of those times when he shook a bunch of hands and he and he signed that document mm-hmm. all right so since a large swath of america has been in not necessarily a news blackout but an intelligence and a thought blackout and an insanity opposite of a blackout. An ins- There's got to be a day in the future when it's all lifted, when it's, when it's all over, and we are rid of Trump, okay? When he is not the topic of discussion, when he is not the top story, when news events and what people have to say about everything usually starts with Donald Trump said blank. What do you think? There will be that day. And the day that that happens, and it may never be a day, but let's just pretend that it will be. And it will be an important day when the scales come off the the eyes of people who we think are stupid, who we think don't like democracy, who we think would support fascism, who we think are ready to have a dictator who is using all of the techniques of Adolf Hitler on down to apparently, Brit, hypnotize a lot of people into believing that uh, he and he alone is the answer to all problems. There, there, There must be, we must have hope there's a day that that does fade away. So, So Juneteenth is that day for slavery. What will be the day that America is fully liberated from Trump and Trumpism. What would it be called? And you can't have his name in there. That's the oh, last you thing you want. You right? So Trump, Trump teeth is that Trump teeth no. is out of the question. Uh, no. I, my, no, my question, can't. I was going to ask a question to answer your question. Uh, who is okay. going to be the general who liberates the, the Trump minions? I mean, the, well, that's the thing. There's not going to be a declaration. There's not going to be a, an emancipation, an emancipation politically or psychologically from Trump declaration by one person. We know that's not going to happen. Oh, this I, I got it. It's like orange eradication day. I, I was thinking of the yeah, word I like orange, that. but I, I like couldn't orange think. Or, I like orange eradication day. You've been, I know you've been reading probably some of the, there've been some fantastic articles about the history and you may have already seen them, but as it turns out, during the Civil War, there were a lot of slave owners in the South who 
marched their slaves to Texas and stored them there, hoping that the South would continue its its kind of whatever in Texas, that they would keep the dream alive in Texas. And it was very much like, it reminded me of the Trail of Tears of the uh, Cherokee tribe from North Carolina to Oklahoma, of course. I'm sure some of the slaves died and, and were left behind, et cetera. But that's what happened is they were actually – uh, sending the slaves to Texas, hoping that once the South fell, that Texas would be able to hold and they would be able to keep the dream of slavery alive in the United States. So there were slavery Airbnbs in yeah. effect. <laughs> it's it's very, I mean, it's very, and then the thing that I, I don't know how I missed this. Do you, <laughs> do you know how long it was after Lee surrendered to when uh, Abraham Lincoln was assassinated in 1865? Probably about a minute. Yeah, it's five days. It's yeah. it's five it's five days, and on the sixth he died. So yeah. Lee surrenders at Appomattox. All right, well we're gonna get it. and and Lincoln had already started the process of getting the country back together again. And of course Lee was trying to preach to some of the uh, some of his people, some of the Republicans. Let's take it easy in the South. We don't need to beat the shit out of him. And then of course psh, he's dead. And then all of a sudden, okay, well fuck that. <laughs> that argument's gone by the wayside. <laughs> Harsh reconstructive yeah, I, measures. I, I, I did read a letter this morning to the uh, Washington Post, and I had uh, not realized this or I knew it, but I forgot about it. I don't think anybody thinks about this. After Lincoln declared in 1863 that the uh, slaves shall be free in the South, that did not cover northern states that had slavery. Correct. There were several. Yeah. Um, so there's all these little quirks of, of history that kind of get lost in the celebration, but, uh, and even, uh, even though the, even though he freed the slaves with the emancipation proclamation in the South, they kind of took that up and wiped their ass with that particular, right, they didn't care. Course. They didn't care what the Yankee, the union president said, but yes, it was, it was an important gesture. And it's one yeah. of the most, they had, the, you know, they had the documents, uh, they had the, the, the amendments and everything at the that people could actually line up and watch uh, go look at the national archives this weekend and they're not on permanent display but they had and they were people were lined out the door to see some of the you know some of the most important documents in american history and they say they're going to figure out a way to have the emancipation proclamation displayed permanently so that anybody can come and look at it anytime they want no so th there is just one yeah, of those because there's a bunch of constitutions, right? Correct. There's, there's several constitutions, yeah. And there's actually three Stanley Cups, and only one of them is real. I don't know if you knew that. And there's there's nine Mona Lisas. Yes, yeah, correct. Right. Okay. <laughs> that is correct. All right. Uh, to the list. Here we go. Uh, judge tells Trump to STFU. Uh -huh. uh, separate but equal. Now there's a cool idea. Yeah. Uh, Don Jr. not wanted in the land down under. Uh, Joe Rogan, always a dick. Mm -hmm. uh, Titanic failure again. Mm. Oh, boy. Um, Sunday show blather. And uh, Tim Moore, we didn't know you had it in you, you stud, you. Oh, let's start there. Uh, we don't do enough nor nor local North Carolina politics. And Tim Moore is our Speaker of the House. Yeah. has been ever since Tom Tillis left the post uh, to do <laughs> what he does. And, of course, Tom Tillis, one of the most vilified Republicans by the Republican Party right now, which is humorous to me. Tim Moore looks like the guy who substitutes for the guy who is in charge of nuts and bolts in the back room at the hardware store. Sure. Just square head. North Carolina standard uh, politician haircut number three, which you are famous for having identified and uh, patented, right? That's correct. Uh, just the, the, the most unassuming looking stiff. He is. He's, ever. He, he's ever. the guy that sells you insurance. He's the guy. He's the banker. I mean, there's just nothing controversial about that guy. We have a In terms of his appearance. Says, says that Tim Moore used his position to begin and maintain a sexual relationship with a state employee filed electronically. The suit was Sunday night in Wake County Superior Court. According to the complaint, 
Speaker Moore's had an extramarital affair with the executive director of the North Carolina Conference of Clerks and Superior Court, whose name is Jamie Lyles Lassiter since 2019. And in classic Brad and Britt fashion, yes, the person who discovers this story first is obligated to immediately yes. look at pictures of said person to say, yes. well, is there some justification here? And the answer is yes. Um, she's gorgeous. Now. Oh wow, gorgeous she's way beyond his. He's punching so far out of this league right. Oh I my know. god, dude! That, that's the sad part of this, right? Yes. <laughs> All right. So the the lawsuit was filed by her estranged husband, oh, Scott Lassiter. Oh good. So this is an alienation of affection lawsuit, and thank God we live in one of the states where you can still file this kind of shit. People, okay. uh, people who don't know this, because this doesn't exist in many states anymore, it's a tort whereby the person who gets screwed over in this sort of situation can sue the person who is the screwer. <laughs> the alleged, yeah. <laughs> the alleged screwer. And you can get, right. and, and it's not, it, they've tried to get it off the books for a number of years. They can't, can't do it. get it. Most states have done it. And most people use it uh, in a marital situation to try to get a bigger, bigger, fatter settlement. They try to get one of the houses, a couple of jet skis, a few more bucks. That's what that's what it's usually used for. Defendant Tim Moore says the complaint. Defendant Tim Moore's intentional conduct with Mrs. Lassiter revealed a perverse form of symbiosis in which he persuaded her to engage in degrading acts to satisfy his desires. Can you go into recognizing, details? Yes, that Mrs. Lassiter hoped her acquiescence to his demands would result in defendant Tim Moore, the speaker, yeah. uh, supporting favorable action for the organization she represents. According to the lawsuit in the opening paragraph, the complaint alleges Jamie told her then-husband that she couldn't end her relationship with Moore for fear of retaliation. Mrs. Lassiter implored the plaintiff to allow her to continue the relationship so that her job, an at-will position that is statutorily created and directly funded by the North Carolina General Assembly, and the interests would not be adversely affected by Tim Moore's anticipated displeasure over the potential breakup. All right, so we can easily translate this, which is that the General Assembly, under the auspices of Speaker Moore, created this entity yeah. for which Mrs. Lassiter was hired who knows if she even had the qualifications and that's not the question here that's not the point uh tim moore liked what he saw put her in that position this is back to the old uh um uh, does she know how to type who fucking cares it says <laughs> the, her, her salary is one hundred twenty-two thousand seven hundred. of course it would naturally so, right so yeah. is is your job worth Having sex with Tim Moore on a regular basis and doing degrading things, because it doesn't sound like they were doing the Hang garden on. variety stuff. But wait, there's more. There's in more. addition, the lawsuit accuses Tim Moore of engaging in sexual activities with others in exchange for political favors. These two <laughs> met, according to the suit, the day after Christmas 2022 to discuss the affair. So the men got together right after Christmas. During the meeting, Moore asked what he could do to resolve the problem. <laughs> Lassiter said, why don't you take out a gun and blow your fucking head off, you ass... I'm sorry. No, defendant Moore, defendant Moore yeah. asked plaintiff on a completely unrelated note if there was anything he could do for plaintiff, implying that he could use the power he held a speaker in some way to benefit plaintiff. That sounds like, can I pay you a certain amount of money for a breakup here and let it all go away. Wow. Plaintiff angrily told defendant Moore that he didn't want any political favors and off to the races they go. Jamie Lassiter through an attorney issued a statement disputing the allegations of the lawsuit, calling him outrageously defamatory. See, that's what's so weird about these uh, alienation of affection lawsuits, because the person who is actually having the affair is put in the middle Yes. Of defending themselves and or the person they're having the affair with. Yes. Because 
very often they'll say, well, our marriage was, was dead anyway. We're going right, you know, right. So there's, there, there's always seven different angles that these bounce off of. Well, that's why it's most of the time the people are going through a divorce. And that's why in order to kind of just put the thing aside, the person who is the other party in the divorce will say, okay, I'll give you the, the lake house yeah. or whatever. If you'll just drop this shit. Right. Right. But when it's a famous person, well, and, and by the way, may, may I just say, Britt, on 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 behalf of all of us here in North Carolina, it's about time we have something like this happen here because it seems <laughs> yeah. like it happens everywhere else. And we don't get any of that good stuff here very and often. We really don't. The irony of a Republican and uh, arguably the top Republican in the state, because the lieutenant governor has no power whatsoever. Uh, getting his tit caught in a ringer over this thing is like, that's the funniest thing. I'm glad I picked this as our number one, because this, this is hilarious. I'm sorry. I mean, I know the families are all uh, whatever this, this, this is fucking fantastic. Now, did I, did I uh, miss something or does Tim Moore in no way deny the affair here? doesn't look like he does. All right. So once that's established, <laughs> yeah, once you get there, um, and I guess they were still married, right? So, yeah, okay, okay. All right. Well, you know what? This is one of those. Let's let's see how this gets uh, gets handled, and and let's see the responses of other Republicans in North Carolina, because this is just like when Trump does something, everyone oh, has to yeah. be asked. Well, what do you think? I haven't seen the report, of- Brad. Brad, I, I I haven't seen that report. I I, I wouldn't be able to comment. I mean, you're going to get a lot of that. Oh, like, I, I know, I, I, but that's what's so that's what's so fun. And and then I, I also want to see if uh, how Democrats are going to if it's possible to gain any kind of political advantage over this. And and in the world of of, of Trump, the answer is, of course, no. Um, I wish. But let's just see. Let's I just wish see. somebody had the balls to go up to Mark Robinson, our lieutenant governor, who was uh, a candidate for governor. And he said, do you find Tim Moore's behavior to be as disgusting as the homosexual behavior that you often decry from church pulpits, sir? I would, I'd like to I'd like somebody to have the balls to to ask the question like that. I, I, well, I think you have to uh, not only ask it that way, but you also have to use a, a a Democrat foil here. Do you think Tim Moore is equal to better than or worse than Bill Clinton? Bill Clinton, his, of course. Yeah, you use Bill, Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton's your go-to. What about and you just go through a succession of Democrat Anthony Weiner? Do you find his behavior to be more disgusting and more often than than uh, awful than Anthony Weiner? What about Al Franken? Al Franken? Would that oh, be Al, that- oh, not Brent. Nothing ever <laughs> will approach <laughs> Al Franken. Not touching anyone really. But they do. But you're, I mean, like I think the Bar Association has talked to the state. I think they've come out and said to the state, "What are you doing? Get the, to the General Assembly. Say, get rid of this. This is stupid. This it exists like in eight states now. It should be dumb. It's a, it's ridiculous. We should have oh, these this kind ball. of lawsuits. Yes, yes. And they and every year, the, no, 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 no. The morality cops well, are going to step Brett, forward and show you what's what. I know you're going to think I'm a hypocrite, but up until now. I was for the elimination of these kinds of lawsuits, but now, you know, somehow I see the, the morality hearkening back to the good old days when America was great. That's right. That, yeah. It's, That's I right. want, I want to strengthen. I, I, want, I want the tort strengthened. I want the penalties doubled, whatever they are. I want all of it. All right. Well, we, uh, as always wish speaker more the best. I didn't see. Want, the, I want. I want to see. Uh, I. Uh, he won't have any trouble getting legal representation if this uh, ends up as a, as a as a court thing. Because these these cases they don't always settle. If I'm oh no correct. no no they they, they, they sometimes don't go to trial. So no, easily. they come. They they sometimes go to very ugly, very awful, very public trials. It's yeah. not fun. We can hope. It, we, we can I hope. mean, I would hope that at some point some lawyer will go. We're tapping out. Just write the check, Tim, and go about with your life. Uh, let's do uh judge tells Trump to STFU. Okay. Talk to, we uh, have talk- a Florida judge. We have Florida judge, a magistrate, not Aileen Cannon. This is the uh-huh. magistrate judge giving the, uh, prosecutors, uh, I think a pretty good victory here. 
this day, Monday, Juneteenth, by ruling that Trump and the idiots who talk on his behalf, who uh, say allegedly they are lawyers, that, that what's her name, who's still around, Bob, isn't she still talking for him? Yeah, I think she's, she's still, still out there. It, it's hard to tell. They did a rundown. On, I think the Post or somebody did a rundown of who's in and who's out on the Trump legal team. And uh, some of the names I couldn't uh, tell you. <laughs> uh, anyway, Trump and, and who's ever yak informed today and in the future are not allowed to publicly disclose any of the evidence against him. Uh, and this will shut Trump up. Um from talking specifically about things or attempting to spin uh, evidence as he uh, continues on here. Discovery materials, along with any information deemed therefrom, there's a nice lawyer word, therefrom, shall not be disclosed in the public or news media or disseminated on any news or social media platform without prior notice to and consent of the U.S. or approval of the court. This is this is from uh, Judge Reinhardt. Judge Reinhardt. Uh, it applies equally to Trump and the team. And the defense is right now being led by Todd Blanche, who was a federal prosecutor, <laughs> and he was the guy who he's the guy who quit about a year and a half ago yeah. trying to negotiate the deal. Where Trump said, "No, I'm I'm." No way. I'm keeping this shit. And Trump just ran out of people in his uh, Rolodex, quote unquote, last Blanche week. decided now's a great time to get back in the game. <laughs> right. Well, with with a three million dollar payment up front. That's how they do it. And I hope the check has already cleared. I hope so, that's too. How they but, do it. Yeah. but I, I would do I, like, I would do like an escrow situation with that. <laughs> it's what I would do. yeah i I would make him put trump tower itself up as collateral if you don't (laughs) that's hilarious if the check bounces i get the i get the whole damn whole damn building um so what was your favorite uh bullshit defense of trump from last week mine was the kevin mccarthy line about comparing where trump was uh storing his stash versus joe biden and kevin mccarthy wanted you to know that having stuff in a bathroom is way safer than a garage love it near of course you have to name the car a corvette that joe biden has because remember you can lock a bathroom door now brit it was quickly pointed out within one-tenth of a second that you can only lock a bathroom door from inside. Oh, okay. right. There's an answer, though. <laughs> yes. Well, what is that? I thought they I thought they said the thing could be locked from the outside or something. I thought that there no. was a... I thought they, no. they, had a, they had a special... Uh, there's a special magic bathroom at Mar-a-Lago or something. Uh, well, now, that would that yeah. would up the... Yeah. Up Security. the excitement level sure. because... Um, in human history, it has been determined. I just did the research. Bathrooms always lock from the inside, so don't, someone doesn't come in. All right, which you you can imagine. They, they don't lock from the outside, so you can keep a person uh, prisoner in a bathroom. Doesn't work that way. All you right. can imagine the gang that can't shit straight will try to before the court goes there and tries to demonstrate what the bathrooms were at Mar-a-Lago would go ahead and try to have the locks reversed or whatever. You can imagine them doing something that in a very clumsy fashion. But here's here's the point that Kevin McCarthy, loathsome creature that he is, yeah, would attempt to justify the piling up of top secret material, maybe not so top secret material, just material that Donald Trump had no business having that had been requested for more than a year, almost two years by the federal government to return it that he would justify that because he thinks that bathrooms are safe places compared to garages, which, by the way, garages are way more secure just in general. If you wanted to have this fucking stupid argument over this. Yeah, really, which is not going to be a good argument. But it's not uh, a good argument. And, and that, mm. it, I mean, if that's the best you've got, you know, 
Good luck, Don. My favorite defense of the, I mean, still going back to the Presidential Records Act of 78 for them to bring that up. I do love that because it has nothing to do with anything and not any part of this at all. Um, I do like that one. Any Mark, Mark Levin. Oh, how unfortunate, like a week it was for Mark Levin as he tried to just stumble, bumble and rumble over. Just he couldn't he couldn't get a semblance of anything that was I feel I feel like we need to check welfare on that guy. I'm I'm afraid that his brain is really turning to mush. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible week. Uh now the the uh the penalty, of course, if Trump violates this is a sanctioning or contempt citation by the court, which of course can result in that's right. Whatever the judge decides should be the punishment. I mean, they could detain him. They could that's, do it. Well, it's interesting that like when you, when you think of this thing, when it eventually goes to trial, if baby Huey there is going to try to uh, stand up and be in contempt of court, and they might actually have to lock him up for being in contempt of court because he won't be able to shut his mouth during an actual trial. That would be an interesting now, situation. I just, just humor me here. Let's just pretend that Trump is just rational enough yeah. to to realize that his best friend is the calendar. It's time. Oh, sure. Yeah. And I know you've you've read and you've probably read if you're listening or talking to us, many different, very distressing articles about the ways that delay can be injected into this process to move it uh, past the election. And, and I'm just talking about this in isolation from what appear to be two more major indictments, and maybe more than two, because Jack Smith may be preparing, and this would be the ultimate history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes a another way to get at Trump having a little to do directly with uh, what he did in office as the president of the United States. uh, Although it certainly relates to that, which is he's going to go Al Capone on Trump and nail him for creating a false charity right after the election. Because remember, um, the minute it was all over, they started raising money, right? Raising money to fight in court against all of the cheating that was going on, right? And didn't we hear it hovered around $200 million? I think so. that That they scraped together. And of course, this was supposed to be a a non-profit charitable enterprise. And I think there was small fine print at the bottom, which doesn't mean anything. Um, And again, do you want to try to account for where that money went? Do you want to account for how that was uh, listed on financial statements and tax returns the last few years? That's just flat out tax fraud, a la, again, Al Capone. And that's how they got Al Capone. Um, And so when we talk about what's going on right now with the documents case in Florida, I think we do ourselves a disservice by just thinking it's uh, all or nothing with this one. If he can just delay this till 2025, he's he's golden. Um, That's just not going to be true. It's not going to be that simple. Plus, you want to place some odds on whether Trump will abide by the judge's ruling here to keep his mouth shut. That's yeah, that's not going to happen. The the thing that worries about uh, worries me about the delay in the time element is that he may have a a willing accomplice there and judge Cannon. Right. Yeah. We don't know that problem. We we don't know that we, we assume, but we don't know. Um, And then the tedious, and it is tedious injection of the uh, new litmus test for Republican candidates, which just used to be, will you support whoever is the nominee? Yeah. 
Now it's, will you pardon Donald Trump if he is convicted and you are the president of the United States? I mean, it's, you know, it's like three steps to, to get to even considering that. And the corollary to that is, uh, should Donald Trump be able to pardon himself if he were? And the answer, for the most part, is no. The answer is no, because this did come up when Nixon was on the hot seat. And this came up long before uh, we knew of the Watergate tapes and long before he resigned. When things started to happen, Nixon already started to inquire about the possibility of pardoning himself. And, you know, there was an, an informal decision made, I believe, in the Justice Department or uh, or elsewhere in the government that, no, this this just wouldn't pass constitutional muster. Now, when that will be brought up, if it ever needs to be brought up, suddenly Republicans will decide that things like that, those are old ideas. Those are old decisions that have no bearing on what's going on right now, right? Mm -hmm. But before, in other situations in our recent past, right? Uh, For instance, in trying to deny Barack Obama the ability to nominate a Supreme Court justice, Merrick Garland, what did the Republicans do? They went back and found some picayune composition paper written by a a high school senior that talked about this, and they used it and said, well, look at the the precedent, he's not allowed to do it, right? But in this case, this actually did come up with a president who knew he was committing crimes for which he might want a pardon someday, and he thought he might be able to pardon himself, and it's already been addressed. But I would submit that irrespective of that, irrespective of that, if a president could pardon him or herself, then you would not have a democracy by definition. You would have a monarchy. You would have a king who can do no wrong because if a president could pardon himself for anything, including espionage, overturning an election, threatening the death of his vice president, go on, make the list as long as you want. If a president could pardon himself for charges about or convictions on those issues, then we don't have a democracy anymore. And a president can do anything that they want and that there are no rules. And I would submit to you as odious as we believe the Supreme Court is that they would not allow Donald Trump to uh, show up in Supreme Court garb with a uh, white wig on with his lawyers saying that I, Donald J. Trump, now in my second term, would like to pardon Donald J. Trump now in his second term for all acts, legal and illegal, committed uh, up until this day. And, of course, it would be forever, too, right? Oh, in perpetuity. Yes, absolutely. 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 I don't think it's it's not going to work. It's just not going to work. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. Voters who follow Trump will be lied to. They will be convinced. They will be told that absolutely a president can pardon himself. Blah, blah, blah. Well, Bill Clinton was going to pardon himself. You know, they're going to make up shit to, 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 you know, to, to, to scam this and to gaslight it. But it's not going to happen. And it wouldn't happen. I'm fully confident of that one that the uh, the center would hold there that's a tough one though we are in pre- unprecedented times i mean he's going to well, try I know, shit that nobody's you can ever... say that about everything but but you know we're in an unprecedented time but you can also look look trump lost 60 times in court the last time okay? oh i get that but i also and, get and, and that so and he also creates... got told he got told to fuck off about three times by the supreme court it's still i mean it still creates a constitutional crisis it still exacerbates the it, it exacerbates the problem with the atmosphere we have in America, which a lot of people say is the worst it's been since right. the uh, the Civil War. Right. The the confusion and the constitutional crisis is the point. Yeah. From from Donald Trump's, uh, and I I understand that because he has no you just respect or understanding to. or caring about you know the constitutional process you at don't any want level. To, we know that 
you don't want to empower this man with the presidency again and then just find out. Right. That is the definition oh. of fuck around and find out. Ooh, I know. <laughs> that is I know. But but the problem is we now have to think the unthinkable. We have to think the unthinkable. And you can come up with 12 different ways, none of which should exist in nature, that Trump could become president. You know, he's the nominee, and Joe Biden is the Democratic nominee. And, and a, a week before the election, uh, Joe Biden drops dead. And I assume that that would mean Kamala Harris would be at the top of the ticket. And Trump would immediately declare that all of the ballots that were sent in early, they don't count. You can't count. You, you could, I mean, anything like that could happen. Yeah. It could happen. Any of it could um, happen. So you have to think. You got to think, you know, five steps ahead in, in, in this, this chess game. I used to think back in the day, you know, when you're studying the Civil War and stuff, and you're like, they were like, brother was fighting brother back then. I was like, oh, I didn't, I don't really get that. And then the past like five, six, seven years, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I get that. I totally get that. <laughs> I, oh, I understand. All right, I see how that happened. Yeah. Uh, tell uh, me about Donald Trump Jr. being <laughs> being not welcome to the land down under. Um. Okay. Let's see. Uh, Don Jr. is not welcome to go to Australia ahead of a visit next month. That's unfortunate. He's he's going with a group called Turning Point Australia, which is a group mm. affiliated with Turning Point USA, which is a group headed by that crackpot Charlie Kirk. That's him. Uh, by today, being Monday, 15,000 people had signed a petition for Don Jr. to be banned from Australia, Timey Kangaroo Down Sport. Did you see Rolf Harris just died? He just died. Oh, Timey Kangaroo Down. Oh. He just died. He was, you know, he was in his 90s. That was a huge song. When I was about eight or nine, yeah, that sure. was like the biggest song. And then huge. turned out he, he had some, uh, how should we call it, problems with children later in his life. Oh, I think I did see that. Yeah, that was, a, yeah. that was one of those Dr. Was. Demento classics. That was one of the Dr. Demento all-star songs for sure. Oh, sure. Of course, of course. He just uh, all right. Don Jr. is a far right agitator who spreads bigotry wherever he goes. Says Omar Hassan of the campaign against racism and fascism. His visit is likely to be a magnet for far right neo Nazi groups across Melbourne. So we'll be there in numbers to send the message that people here reject and despise everything they stand for. Um, and accompanying Don Jr. is a British. Dick face, Nigel Farage. Oh, geez, Nige. So you can you can see that uh, uh, this is headed in the direction that you might expect it to be, which is a uh, Trumpism attempting to be spread all around the world by people named Trump, and there are, there are lots of them who are going to be walking the earth, unfortunately, for a long time, even after this first one leaves the scene. Uh, we will not let them get a foothold in Australia. Don Jr. and Nigel Farage have said they're coming to fight, quote, woke culture. We yeah, plan to show yeah. them there's a serious large left movement here willing to stand up to bigotry in all of its force forms. Um, so let's we'll watch to see what the uh, the protests look like there. I don't know how the, uh, I don't know what the I don't know what the cocaine's like in the Pacific Rim, but I, I'm sure we'll find out. It doesn't say whether uh, Don Jr.'s lovely fiance, they're not married, are they? Him and uh, uh, I don't think so. I don't don't, don't think she's uh, spending enough time away from the plastic surgeon for them to have a ceremony. I don't believe that she's. Uh, See, that's the kind of sexist. I I can't go with that, Britt. It's terrible. It's just the worst thing ever. Like if she farts, her eyelids flutter. But, you know, it's just not right to talk about the fact that she's had her face carved up seven ways till Sunday. What about Vince McMahon? Yes, he also has had some bad plastic surgery. Very bad plastic surgery. Uh, Here's a a comment that was made. This is on CNN. Uh, I think this was this morning by I think one of the smartest political writers out there, Ron Brownstein. He was a pretty smart guy. And uh, he said, look, 
let's pull back here, here on Juneteenth. Many red states, says Brownstein, seem to be in a race to roll back a wide array of freedoms with a particular focus on women's rights and LGBTQ rights. Here are the words of Brownstein. I think they're building a nation within a nation on all sorts of issues, LGBTQ rights, voting rights, abortion rights, book bans, classroom censorship. And he's arguing that there are places now in the country where many areas have vastly different legal landscapes for citizens simply depending on where you live. Uh, uh, for duh. instance, uh, right, right, Jane, Jane and I are at the point yeah. where we could, if we yes. wanted to, we could move anywhere in the country. Yes. We could leave North Carolina if we if we no. wanted to leave here. But why? But why would we leave the loveliness of North? No, yeah, but we, no, we we like it here. It's heaven. And on on a day to day basis, all of these kinds of changes are not directly affecting us. But in one sense, yes, they are. They are affecting all of us, and it would be ignorant and arrogant to look away and say. Ah, oh, it's cool. You know, I'm, I'm not have to worry uh, about book bans. I don't have kids in school anymore, and I can still get any book I want to. What am I worried about? That's not the point, Brad. That's not the point. Um, but now, would we move, for instance, to Florida under any circumstance based yeah, on tough. the way Florida is right now? That's... And I would have a really hard time. Oh, sure saying that I want to be in Florida. And again, we could move to Florida, and most of the bullshit that Ron DeSantis and the Republican legislature is blanketing that state with right now would not directly affect us, but it would. Mm -hmm. It would because it's, it's there, and we will meet people, and they will have children, and they will have grandchildren who are involved in the schools and uh, Disney world is still a thing. And I wouldn't want to be in Florida right now. I, I would not want to be there. And, and that's kind of sad because, you know, my parents lived there for, for a long time. I mean, they've been gone now for well over 10 years. So this is not, you know, this put it this way. I'm, I wish they were here naturally. I wish I could mm. still talk to my, but I'm glad they're not around to see this. I'm yeah. I'm glad they're not around to have to yeah. live in this Florida. Yeah, okay? I see your point. Yeah. Um, but you it, talk about the, you know, the, the idea of equal protection is something that we, we thought was a pretty good concept. But when you talk about people being diff treated differently, uh, obviously, when, when the decision came down that overturned Roe versus Wade, I heard somebody who was much younger than me say, well, you know, they're just going to kick it back to the States. And I had to really stop myself from exploding, knowing what the history was and knowing that, yes, uh, if you're a woman in California or New York, you'd probably be fine. But if you're born in Arkansas or Mississippi or Alabama, you're fucked. I mean, that's that's not really that's not really right. right. If if it was just that. OK. Yeah. And you knew where the boundaries were and you knew what was going on and that it would be sort of a static thing and we would go back to the way the country was pre-1973 and roe versus wade which is that in certain states you could get an abortion others you just couldn't it was terrible it was horrible but Correct. but you knew what the parameters were and that's not what's happening though no because look what happened Within two seconds after the Supreme Court ruled the uh, uh, the states should should uh, decide this and Roe versus Wade was bad law, blah, blah, blah. what happened? Republicans, not just in state legislatures across the country, but in Washington, right, started itching and pining, and presidential candidates are falling all over themselves to weave through what they think would be the most acceptable abortion ban in federal legislation outlawing the procedure with whatever exceptions they're trying to uh, throw in there to make it seem as if they're not really outlawing it and therefore this whole idea of we'll just kick it back to the states 
was bullshit. Well, it I knew it was bullshit. It was it was the camel under the tent. As soon as we get what? rid of Roe but, versus Wade, boom, we're going all the way. Boom. But I was aware of the history and, and you're aware of the history and you knew what it was like pre Roe. And you always knew that the privileged folks, if daddy's little right. girl not, got knocked up, she'd be able to find somebody at the he got to be able to find somebody at the country club to, you know, do him that's, a favor. And, you know, that's what's at the heart of this, because we they don't want people exactly poor people to be able to have equal access correct to health care in general underline that and certainly abortion care underline that specifically that's they don't want it that's 100 percent correct and then it's there, there's some a sort... privilege it's not a right it's a well, privilege and, and if you got money you get it and if you and don't have money fuck you that's the republican there, view it always well is. and there's there's more and there's some sort of bizarre again kind of tortured republican logic that this will motivate you to work harder and be successful and then if you do get money, you will have some of the privileges of the rich people that you see before you. So get another job, work harder, be this, get another degree. And you can be just like us and you can fuck over poor people too. I certainly, I hope you saw that one, uh, there's been several articles about how they're uh, trying to roll back some of the Inflation Reduction Act stuff. And one of them, of course, is that <laughs> we we don't want seniors paying less for drugs. We, we can't have that. And that's one of the provisions that was in the Inflation Reduction Act, right, is that finally, for the first time, uh, Medicare would be able to negotiate with drug makers, which is now being challenged by Bri uh, Bristol-Myers Squibb, among other people in court. And the Republicans are more than ready to just repeal that part of it and say, oh, no, no, the pharmaceutical companies can charge whatever they want to for those drugs. That'll be perfectly fine. Yeah, well, um, my my knee jerk reaction is always that the Republicans are always going to do the the nastiest, easiest thing to kick the most people down the income scale in any particular situation. But with the prescription drug issue, um, there are a lot of extraneous problems that are the problem. And what's happened, and I, I hate to hate to be this guy, Britt, yeah. but the reason there are shortages of so many drugs right now from Adderall on is because it is not profitable anymore yeah. for generic drug companies right. to make very, very common drugs. So they're just shutting their plants. They're just saying, fuck it. We're not going to make it anymore because we can't get enough money for it. So am I arguing for higher prices for no. prescription drugs automatically to solve this problem? Would it so no, but it, it isn't an either or situation. And I always look for the Republicans to go with the, the simplest answer that doesn't take into consideration any other entity except whoever is the uh, profit-making venture that's funneling them the most money, in this case, the pharmaceutical industry. But it is it is a problem. I mean, I'm, I'm having trouble getting a drug. I mean, one of the, the simplest, most common drugs uh, out there, right? Now, it's called Nuvigil, okay? Mm -hmm. I take it, you know, it, it, it's not like Adderall. It's not, not what I, I – it, it, it helps me uh, – uh, stay a little bit more alert during the day and it helps me sleep at night. It's not a big deal, okay. but it is a, it is a controlled substance. Okay. And uh, a lot of people have gone through this where God damn it. The next, I can only get it 30 days at a time because it's a controlled substance. And I get to day 20 or 25 and phone CVS. They don't have it. What do you mean? They don't have it. They don't fucking have it. Who's got it? Shit. Well, another another one has it. You got to go where the uh, and, and people are going through this everywhere. Millions and millions of people, and not this is not a life sustaining drug for me at all. Nothing like yeah. that. Because of course, if I <laughs> see that was an old Jerry Lewis bit, wasn't it? You know, it was one of the good ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Republican answers. To complex questions. This is like a mad magazine idea. Re stupid Republican answers to actual real life complex questions usually are never any good. They <laughs> just never are. Um, I just, and I like it when people point this out because we didn't talk about this last week, but like 
I thought that Gavin Newsom sit down with Sean Hannity, at least the clips that I've seen, I thought that did him a world of good. I, I, I would not recommend it for a lot of people, but I thought he really gave it back to Hannity in a way that, that you and I have been begging somebody to give it back to him for years. I've seen them before. I, 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 I said and a lot, there are a lot of people that hate Gavin Newsom. They sure. really, really hate him. Um, and most of them are in California for some reason. Uh, <laughs> but, but the, the, you know, obviously the, the, the state of California, you know, they used to say the, the, uh, the second toughest job in America would be mayor of New York City. And it hasn't gotten any easier. No. But being governor of California has always been uh, difficult. But it's particularly so now because of uh, things that are happening in, on so many different levels uh including you know the the seeming dissolution of the city of san francisco um and one last thought we'll pick up on this tomorrow okay and uh i haven't thought how to to fashion this in some clever little quippy thing on facebook or or something but you know the last few years what's been the real problem republicans sean tucker Laura, it's been these liberal prosecutors, these left-wing commie prosecutors in large cities that are governed by blacks, but prosecutors who refuse to prosecute the real crime. And as a result, the quality of life has deteriorated. And look at San Francisco. It's, it's a hellhole. And they actually impeached and threw out the first lefty prosecutor Last year, remember that? And it hasn't gotten any better. And it's because these liberal prosecutors, just they're not getting the job done. Well, wait a minute. Now we have a prosecutor in Washington, D.C. His name is Jack Smith. And he sure seems to not be afraid to prosecute crime where he sees it. He's going to done. What is the problem with that, Republicans? (laughs) What is the problem with that? Jack Smith is not a Democrat. He is not a Republican softy prosecutor. He is not. He's prosecuted the worst war criminals in the world over there in The Hague. So get your hypocrisy and get your consistency in order, Republicans, when you talk about the judicial system being under attack from within and Get us back in power, and we'll fire up bullshit to you. Bullshit to you.